Welcome back to Generate Joy. Today we're going to be taking a look at our priorities going into the next few weeks or I guess towards the end of the year. It can be really tough balancing ministry responsibilities and family responsibilities, all the different gatherings, all the different events, plus doing laundry and keeping your kids fed and keeping your kids going where they need to go. There's just a lot on our plate. So today we're going to be talking about how to bring a balance to that, how to prioritize. So this is episode 21, Love the Life You Live Right Now, part two, prioritize. Welcome to Generate Joy, a podcast for gospel-centered women serving in ministry with their families. I'm your host, Amy Davis, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today because if you've been trying to find consistent encouragement from someone who understands where you're coming from in ministry, (laughs) well, you found it. Every week, I'm sharing ministry mom hacks, biblical encouragement, stories from other women just like you, and more. I want to help spur you on to good works. I want to help you stay faithful to the Lord by teaching you how to balance all the things and how to move from surviving to thriving and the life God has given you right now. I know you're going to be encouraged by this episode, so let's get started. One thing I love about this time of year is kind of like the calm before the storm. It's like Before Thanksgiving events and outreach events and all the Christmas stuff gets into full swing, we have about a week or two to enjoy just the fall leaves and take a breath and get re-centered and refocused before all of the holiday hoopla begin. Now, being in ministry, it is, um, there's a fine line between participating in every single event that the ministry puts on or hosts or whatever and spending time with my family. I really want to be intentional about building relationships with my kids because, well, with Alani, we only have two years left. She's a sophomore in high school and then I have a seventh grader and an eighth grader. So our years are sort of like that sands of an hourglass that are just like going faster and faster and faster as it gets to that middle part, you know? And I feel like it's been such a joy to recognize this week as being like a calm before the storm because um, I've had a lot of time to reflect and to think and set some goals for the rest of the year. And I've had a lot of time to sit with my thoughts and just kind of prioritize my values, prioritize what it is that I'm wanting to experience in these next, you know, weeks leading up to Christmas and the end of the year. So at Snowbird, we don't have any groups that are coming in on the weekly, and that's the main ministry that my husband and I are a part of. We do have a lot of end of the year wrap up kind of a things, and we have a Christmas party, and there are some events that we get to participate in, but we don't have groups coming in on the regular on the weekends. We do have um, our church has events, and we do get to participate weekly, and um, you know, just different group events and responsibilities there, but it's not as overwhelming as what it would be 
like in the summer when it's like double duty. We we kind of have to just um, balance all of that differently. But going into the end of the year, I really have to focus on prioritizing my own health, honestly, and to, because I could just go, 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 like go to people's houses, go to parties, go out to lunch with others, like get involved with different um, organizations. Like I could really just volunteer myself to death. (laughs) And if you're like me, sometimes we just volunteer because we don't know what else to do. We don't have goals set. We don't have a vision for what it is God is wanting us to do. So this past couple of weeks, I've been sitting with that thought of like, what is the vision that God has for me with my family? What is the vision God has for me with the ministry I get to be a part of? And what is the vision God's given me even with this podcast? Now, that is a really beautiful thing God has just like put in my heart and just is lighting up my soul to show up for you every week and encourage you towards faithfulness in Christ. And this is the time of year when ministry wives can get burnout, resentful, um, frustrated that they're preferring like their um, ministry to their own kids, to their own traditions that they're wanting to start. And I know for myself, um, I haven't struggled personally with that a ton, but I have noticed it from time to time. And especially Spencer. Spencer notices it way more than I do because I grew up in church. Mom, we were at church every, um, I mean, all the time. In fact, um, this is a funny story. My mom saved up money to buy my sister and I a little aluminum kitchen set. And it was like in the, you know, 80s, but it was an, a refrigerator and a sink and like a an oven set. But she hid it in the um, baptistry, like closet area or like storage space, like under the stairs of the church. And when um, they were doing like giving donations to families in the area, my dad actually, he's a pastor at the time, he found that just kind of shoved up in the back of the baptistry storage area and he took it to a family down in the mountains. And my mom was so mad because she was like, we don't make any money either. We have been, I have been saving up to buy the girls this um, kitchen set for, you know, months. She had put it on layaway, all the things. Remember layaway? Do you guys remember layaway? Like most of our Christmas was spent like layaway. You just go down to make payments on like at Walmart. You would pick out some things. My mom would take a shopping. We would pick out some outfits that we wanted. And then she would put them in layaway and she would go down and she would pay like 10 bucks a month until she got, you know, met however much it costs. And then she would get it out and wrap it and put it under the tree. So growing up in ministry, like I understand like the craziness of balancing like family and, and like ministry. But yeah, she made my dad go down and get that kitchen set from the family. And I don't even know how he communicated that. But I mean, we were in like second grade, first grade, maybe, maybe younger, but probably younger than that. But that is such a funny story for Christmas time, because we do that, right? And if you have a heart for ministry and a heart for people, we want to give to people. We want to, um, 
you know, it's not about the giving, it's about the getting, it's about the giving, right? We want to give of our time, we want to give money, we want to help people have an awesome Christmas experience, but at the same time, you want to build those traditions for your own family, and you want your family to be experiencing, um, you know, your traditions. We want to do Advent every night, and for a long time, we would go on a missions trip to Honduras um, as a snowbird staff. And so, let's see, we did that for probably like 17 years or something, 16, till, till COVID. But the first like 14 days of the month, December, just right after Thanksgiving, the whole staff would go to a, an orphanage in Honduras. So half of the month of December um, we would not spend it together, Spence and I, for years. And so I came up with this like 10 days of Advent for toddlers, 10 days of Advent for preschoolers. And we would just do Advent with our kids for 10 days leading up to Christmas because we wanted to instill into our family like a tradition, but the ministry that we were, serv- were serving in would be gone. And so we couldn't do it every night together. And so just learning those little things and making sacrifices, but also making um, our values priority, just finding that balance is so, um, I guess it just comes with the territory. If you're a ministry's a minister's wife, if you're serving a ministry with your family, you understand this like tug of war almost, right? And I don't want to take it for granted that I figured it all out because I totally haven't. We still have to figure out our priorities, but you have to go through sometimes those hard years where it's like, wow, I don't want to just spend every single moment, waking moment of the holiday season with, you know, strangers. I want to help teach my children how to value Christ and I want to be present with my kids and my family. And so we have to find a balance with that. So if you're a ministry, you understand that we need to prioritize, but why? Why is it so important? Well, there are three, three, three things you need to keep in mind when we're thinking about priorities. We have limited resources. We have limited time. We have limited energy. And we have limited focus, right? So I've already shared with my kids, like we have a limited amount of time to parent our kids. Alani has two years left. Knox has four. Jed has five. And my responsibility as a parent is to my three kids. Like, I can't share parenting responsibilities with anyone else as a mama, right? Spencer and I um, are the mom and dad, and so we've got to figure a way to prioritize our family as being paramount when it comes to ministry because that's our first responsibility. Second of all, you know, the amount of energy that I have to put into sitting and enjoying and laughing and and hanging out with my kids, like that is just, um, if I don't prioritize the amount of energy that I have and make a plan, then I'm just going to spend that energy on so many other things, right? And I talked about this a little while ago about over-volunteering. I definitely last year found myself in a situation where I was literally so over-volunteering because I had set myself up my friend and I, Holly, to cook for the youth group once a 
week, right? Which is fine, which is not a big deal. And it was at the time, I think the youth group was only like 25 kids. So it was like an easy, you know, couple crock pots. You know, we had it down to a science. We had a theme every night. It was so easy. And we got to hang out with our kids who we didn't get to see a lot because they were, you know, at school all day. So it worked out great. Then I added on to that um, fixing food for a foster family. And even though that was just once a month, um, it was became a lot because I wanted to help this family out. It was an older woman and she had four kids and three kids, three kids and then four kids and then three kids um, during the time that we got to feed her family and spend time with them. But it began to stack up on top of this already committed thing that I really wanted to do with the youth group. Then I knew that God had put in my heart a desire to start coaching and meeting with and discipling um, a group of young women in my church. And so I had invited them over and we took a page out of the office and decided to call it the Finer Things Club. And I make lunch every week. They come over and I talk with them through some scripture. We're able to connect. I get to hear about their weeks. We get to um, pray together, connect, and it's beautiful. Well, I found myself just where it just kept getting more and more and more. And the youth group food stacked up because the kids (laughs) started coming, which is awesome. But it got to be too much for me. So I had to look at these three things and pray through them and figure out, okay, what am I going to spend my energy on? Because I know that I'm feeding my kids pizza, but I'm cooking nice full meals for these three other things outside of my family. So I had to like get myself together, right? I had to figure out, okay, what is important? What do I need to do? What do I want to do? And what is required of me? What ended up happening is that the youth group, we had got more other moms involved and we just divvied it up to where we would all just cook once a month with a partner and there would be themes. So it would be like way chill, way easier than what we were doing previously. And then with the foster family, the lady we were serving retired. She had been a foster parent for like literally 60 years. Um, Amazing woman. She is still an amazing woman, but they didn't need um, us to cook anymore for her since she was retiring. And I just did not sign up to help with another family because I already knew what I wanted to be given my energy towards. So there are some times when we get ourselves in one of those little conundrums where we're like over volunteering. But I think at the same time, it's good because it helps us to see what is it that we're wanting to do. Because Fixing food is a great ministry for people who have not discovered what it is their purpose and their joy is yet. And I think it's a great way to allow other people in the church who want to give, who want to serve, but they don't know how, then being able to say, hey, how about you make these meals? Like it's easy to double your um, recipe and share it with a family. Like food is the easiest way to serve others. But for me, the energy that I was spending on that many um, people that I was serving at the time, like it got to be too much. And so I recognized my limited resource and I had to figure out how I wanted to prioritize and spend my energy doing. 
The third limited resource that I know I have, and you probably have experienced this, is focus. Are you are you with me? <laughs> um, and it's true for our kids too. Like by the end of the day, my three kids are done. They have focused and sat in a chair and they have paid attention and they have tried their best to do all that's required of them all day. And I'm no different. I know for myself, I'm like a super creative and I am like hype, right? Like totally ready to make whatever it is. If it's a worksheet, if it's a conversation, if it's this podcast, whatever it is, I am like all about it till about 1130 in the morning. I used to be a night owl, but I've transitioned now. I don't know why, but I wake up super early and it's like right off of a great night of sleep. I am like with just tons of like creativity, original thoughts, And I've got to get going in my day and get all of that stuff going because I know that my attention span is going to be zapped by lunch. So I use all my mind power and focus on the work that I'm wanting to do and to accomplish that's creative, that's outside of the box, that's trying to harness this new um, course that I'm trying to create for Um, confidence and that kind of thing. Like all of my creative time goes into that. Then if it's a day that I'm cooking for these ladies that I have mentioned earlier, I will get a recipe and I will follow it step by step. No brain power necessary. Just follow it. Just do what it says, right? So going back on what I've talked about in episode 20, I think about systemizing everything that is easy or that can be systemized has been super, super helpful in helping me stay focused and helping me um, use my time wisely and helping me have more energy towards the things that I know are going to require more effort and energy on my part. So knowing that I have three limited resources, my time, my energy, and my focus, I'm going to use this to prioritize different areas of my life. But the big question that we have to ask ourselves is, so what do we prioritize? Like, how does that work? Like, I know I need to do it, but like, what do I need to prioritize? Let me give you this little um, metaphor that I have been thinking on is kind of like a visual aid that might help you. But since we're on a podcast, I'm going to explain it to you. But it's called the rock pebble sand metaphor. And it's essentially that um, an expert was speaking to like a group of business students. And to drive home a point on like organization and priorities, he pulled out like a one gallon wide mouth mason jar and set it on a table. And then he brought out like a dozen fist-sized rocks, and he carefully placed them into the jar. Um, When the jar was filled up to the top and you couldn't put any more rocks in it, he asked the class, he said, is this jar full? And everybody in the class was like, yes. But he said, oh, really? Then he reached under the table and he pulled out like the little pebble gravel and he poured that in. And he kind of shook it down into the jar just so that it filled in the pieces of the spaces between the big rocks. And then he asked, okay, now is the jar full? And the class at that point is catching on. And they're like, well, probably not. He said, oh, that's good. Good, good, good. So then he got out sand and he poured sand into the wide mouth mason jar over top of 
the big giant rocks and the gravel, and he shook it around to where it went into all the spaces. And then he said, now is the jar full? And everybody again said, no. And he was like, great. Okay. So then he grabbed a pitcher of water that he had over near him, and he poured that into the mason jar until it was to the very top. And then he asked, now is the jar full? And everyone was like, yes. <laughs> he was like, yes, it is. And then he asked, so what is the point of this illustration? And somebody raised their hand and they were like, the point is like, no matter how full your schedule is, you will always be able to fit in all the things that you really want if you just try really, really, really hard. And the professor guy was like, no. And this is the big thing that he said. He said, if you don't put the big rocks in first, you'll never get them in at all. And I thought that was just like, you know, it's obviously everyone, it's like a super famous metaphor. And it is such a great picture to think about our priorities because if you think about what are the big rocks in your life? What is it? Is it time with your loved ones? Is it your faith? Is it your education? Is it teaching or mentoring other people, your children? If we don't put the big rocks in first, then we're never going to get them all in. So I'm asking you with this, as we close up this podcast, what are your priorities? What are your big rocks? What are the areas that you're wanting to spend your time and your energy and your focus on? What relationships are you wanting to invest in? What goals do you have going on walking into this giant holiday season that maybe hasn't been so successful in years past? Like, what are we setting up to spend our time on and our energy on and our focus on? So identifying what our big rocks are is a great first step in learning how to prioritize what we think is most important. When we know how to prioritize things that God wants us to treasure or value most, we will know and see where we can spend our time and our energy and our focus on. Okay, so full disclosure, I am putting together a value discovery worksheet that will help you figure out what your big rocks are. Because once you figure out what your big rocks are, what you're valuing, then you're able to look at your to-do list and say, okay, is this something that aligns with my big giant rock in here? Or is this just extra? And then you're able to look and see and notice where it is you're putting most of your valuable time and effort and energy and focus and where you would rather be putting all that time, energy, and focus. There's a verse in Matthew where Jesus says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And when we know how to prioritize the things that God wants us to treasure or value most, then we're going to know how we got to spend our time, our energy, and our focus in a way that aligns with our re unique responsibility and purposes in the world. When you go back and you think about um, the, the example that I gave you with my energy of making food for the youth group and the foster family and my small group, my Finer Things Club, I know that me personally, God is put that on my heart to invest in younger women. Now, yes, it is also a wonderful, great thing to make food for foster families and for um, 
cooking for the youth group, all those things are great and awesome. But there's a unique responsibility that I have to step into what it is that I'm passionate about and what God has set my heart on fire for. And that is where I'm spending most of my time, my energy, and my focus. And when I have extra time, extra focus, extra energy, then I can add some things back in. But naming our priorities honors God and it allows us to manage and steward our time, our effort, and our focus in a way that is going to honor God. So to wrap it up, identifying your big rocks, putting them on your schedule first is a great step forward whenever we're dealing with our priorities. And also taking some time and asking God, what is it that I'm wanting to accomplish? What, Where can I take things off of my plate that I don't need to be doing because someone else can do it? Sometimes your no gives opportunity for someone else to say yes and let someone else grow in their relationship with the Lord and connect with other people. One of the things that I have been really thinking about is just leading the way, right? I'm leading the way. I am opening up a door of opportunity for people in my community and in my church and in my family to come alongside and serve the Lord with me and get them going on a task. Like this is one thing that I think we need to do a better job of is we don't have to do every single thing to make sure that things are getting done. God has a purpose and a plan to help us work together as a body of believers, but only you can parent your kids. Only you can minister to your husband. Like Those are your two primary jobs. So I would say if you want to set yourself up for success going into this holiday season, take a few minutes and sit and think about what are your big rocks? What are the things that you want to spend your time, your effort, and your focus on, your limited resources? Where are you possibly like putting too much effort into things that you don't have to be doing? Where are you over-volunteering, if you will? Because let's be honest, one of the greatest fears that we have is prioritizing ministry over our family. But we don't have a framework for that. We don't have a plan going forward. We're just like panicked of like, oh, I hope I'm not spending too much time on ministry with my family. And then when we get overwhelmed, we think, oh, I'm prioritizing ministry over family. When sometimes it's really just about priorities and organization and like, getting a system going on at your house so that you know what needs to be done so you have more space to serve other people. But while you're figuring that out, just know that there's so much grace. Like God has you exactly where he wants you. He has you exactly with the people that he has in your path. And he has your kids and your husband's well-being, he has it all under control. This is not completely all on you. The Lord is going to use all of these things for his great name and his great purposes. But we've got to learn to steward our time, energy, and our focus. I hope that's been encouraging to you today. It sure has spurred me along to get myself organized and prep for what's coming in the next few weeks. I am going to also be putting out this last episode later this week. Um, 
on on strategizing, which is going to be about planning and how to plan things out. So if you're hooked on this topic and you want to keep going with it, I should get have that all put together by the end of the week as well. So I hope you have an awesome rest of the week. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Generate Joy. If you know somebody who might benefit and be encouraged by this episode, go ahead and share the podcast with them. And it really does help other people find Generate Joy if you leave a starred review or a comment. So if you have two seconds, just scroll down to the bottom of wherever you're listening to your podcast right now and leave me a starred review. It would really bless me big to hear what you're thinking about Generate Joy and help the podcast be found by more women who are wanting to grow in their faith. All right, friend, have an awesome rest of your week. 